You're Buick had a, a name, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, like, I, I, I like to call it John Buick. Um, but now that I say it out loud, <laughs> it's kind of, it's arguably the worst name. Uh, it, it's, it's not the most subtle pun. No. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's too subtle. I don't know. It, uh, it, it might be too subtle. But when I got T-boned, like, all right, so... Like, <laughs> I just had a fucked up thought. Um, so when I got T-boned in John Buick, we're gonna go with it for this for this story for this bit. Um, I did have my dog in the back seat. Oh no! Yeah, which and Freddie is totally fine. He's a strong little guy. Luckily, uh, I have a nice car where the uh, the side airbags deployed, and they probably saved his cute little life. But oh. hypothetically, if my dog would have died, and I went on a mass murder spree. I'm pretty sure, by law, they can't charge me with anything. You know, I think they'd still charge you, but I think you could get public opinion on your side. It'd be like the OJ trial all over right. again. Like, pe- people wouldn't question you. They'd question a system that doesn't allow you to go on a murder spree after your dog has been killed. That's that's a good point, and people have always uh, compared me to OJ more than anybody. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. the analogy goes about that. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so what I don't understand about this is, uh, if if the car crash was the end of Freddie and you went on a spree afterwards, would you go after like bad drivers, just drivers in general? Like, what's your what's your motive here? Uh, I would have gone after. The, the real culprit, the real murderer, which would be that lady's Impala. So I just would have killed either just... car. I would have just murdered cars, like like killed the machine <laughs> that killed my baby, you know? Yeah, yeah. So you'd be after Chevy Impalas in, in, in particular. Yes, yeah. Like, 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 there was one time where my mom thought, like, I borrowed her car to go to Chicago, and she thought that uh, I fucked up her... Uh, like her transmission or something, but it turns out the the car just did some code while she was driving, and it locked up uh, her steering wheel on her. She almost fucking died. Like like they're coming oh for us. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's like a real thing. They're coming for us. They are. Uh, they're becoming self aware, and we think it's all funny, but no, dude, they're just gonna murder all of us and you know deactivate and then just rule the world. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that. You know what, though, uh, you're, you called your car John Buick, but uh, <laughs> for the purposes of this episode here, I think we should call it Buick and Butthead uh, here. Uh, because we, we did, I know, terrible transition. I tried. <laughs> uh, but to, the, for this episode, we are going over Beavis and Butthead. If you haven't listened to the show before, uh, the Cartoon Void, I'm Nathan Metz. And I didn't get to watch a lot of cartoons growing up. Uh, my parents uh, just didn't let me do it. So I was kind of restricted in that way. And Cody was n- allowed to watch as many as you wanted, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, and I still don't know if it's because, like, your parents loved you more or loved you less. You know? I, I, I don't and know. And then, like, the opposite with me. Like, if my parents didn't love me enough, they're like, just put him in front of the TV. He's fine, you know? Yeah, get at us in the comments. Uh, yeah, let us know. Do they love you more or less if they don't let you watch cartoons? But uh, Cody has been introducing me to cartoons uh, in general, and the one that we he had me watch and review was uh, Beavis and Butthead, um, which was 
such a great cartoon. It was pretty crazy um, watching it because I've always, you know, you can't go anywhere without hearing about Beavis and Butthead. I even knew some of the references before I watched the show. Right. Like the great Corcolio and, and stuff like that. But yeah, <laughs> I like, had no idea. It just, I mean, the show made me laugh, but I had also had no idea like I, how crazy different it is from like modern day cartoons. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and like, like, so like when Mike Judge created this, he it was it was so unlike other cartoons and like still so relatable with like with young people, you know, like anybody that listened to, you know, rock music, like loved loved this because a lot of the times they associated with with Beavis and or Budhead. Um and like going back, like I have I haven't watched it in years. But uh, going back and just reviewing so I could, you know, know what the hell I'm talking about brought back so many memories. And I just forgot how silly and ridiculous this show was. Like, it was so fun to watch. It, it was it was interesting for me to jump in on it now, having very little reference to it. Um, the show itself wasn't my favorite. I'll be I'll be right up honest about that. Mm. But I'll get into that later. But what I did like was I dived into the MTV video commentaries that they did. Oh the ones, yeah, yeah. If if you haven't heard of these before, you should definitely check them out. Uh, Cody, I'm sure you have. Uh, they they between uh, the segments of the show itself, they would just play these clips of music videos that were airing at the time on MTV, and they would just be made fun of by Be- Beavis and Butthead. Uh, kind of in the same way that Mystery Science Theater makes fun of TV shows. Yeah, they're just yep. kind of talking over the thing, and I really like that. I that was my favorite part about the show, and I thought that was really clever. Yeah, they were like they were great whenever they did that because um, uh, they would like it was it was all improvised. Like that's what that's what Mike Judge wanted to do is he just wanted to improvise improvise that part and just make it like 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 exactly how you would at home you know he didn't want to he didn't want to script that out and make it sound too too witty or whatever you know what i mean yeah yeah and i i totally understand uh where he was getting at there too i i also read it when i was researching it that he didn't originally have them all improvised originally they had like scripted things that they were going to say but i think after like I think even after like two episodes, they stopped doing that. So it was all improvised from then on. Yeah, they uh, did they uh, like he 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 really did like like the uh, the improvised aspect of it. Like he did that when he did uh, <laughs> when he did like the whole like cornholio thing. Like that was all like shocker. You know that wasn't scripted. It was just him saying the most random shit, and cornholio came out of it and became a one of the craziest catchphrases of all time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, that, that episode made me laugh. I love, I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, you know, like no matter what, how, no matter how many cartoons I was, I was like able to watch as a kid. Um, this was the first show that I had to secretly watch. Like I, I like, it was like so naughty going on, you know, MTV at night and just like watching reruns of this. Really, you you had to like you had to like watch this in secret or like keep it a secret from your parents that you were watching it. Yeah, like like I'm pretty sure my dad actually let us do it, but I, my mom didn't. Um, okay. <laughs> and like, and I I had very young parents, so like my dad was honestly just a kid when this stuff when this came out, um, and then we thought it was hilarious. So yeah, he he like 
every now and then will let us do like same thing with like South Park too, and you know, uh, like Ren and Stimpy. Okay, yeah, I, I can totally see that. Especially with, like, a young dad, too. He'd be totally into getting you into this kind of stuff with him because, you know, it was it was his demographic that it, the show kind of fit. Oh, yeah, a- absolutely. Like, just with, like, the music that he listened to and then just, like I said, being being a kid himself, like, this was, this was right up his alley. And, yeah, like, I don't know if it's that my parents, my dad loved me or didn't love me, but he definitely would watch, like, the worst... <laughs> The worst shows for a small, developing mind to fucking listen to. I know for a fact your dad loves you because I met him at one of our comedy shows, and he is a fantastic man. Yeah, in front of in front of you. Oh yeah, it, it was just a show. <laughs> Everything is a it's facade. All, it's all a facade. I love that word. Um, all right, I'm gonna jump into the show. I'm gonna start yep. talking about a little bit more of it. The, uh, the Beavis and Butthead started as a two and a half minute short called Frog Baseball that aired on Liquid Television first. Um, Liquid Television was like an uh, an experimental uh, animation. Uh, what 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 would it be? Uh, like a showcase is what it yes. was. Yeah. Um, and it it did really really well with test audiences. Um, when the show was shown in front of a test audience, there was a mixed reaction from different groups of people. So the young boys found it hilarious, and uh, women in general disliked it from the Midwest. Uh, they, they did Midwest women. They did not like it, but then they had another group of women from Jersey and they thought it was hilarious as well that, <laughs> yeah, the producer of the show um, said that the boys in the test group were laughing like Beavis and Butthead in the showing of that first episode. So they would do that like, <laughs> <laughs> laugh to it because the, the exact demographic was being portrayed perfectly on it. It was yeah, just crazy. Yeah. That and that, that I mean that makes complete sense. Like, uh, you know, go figure that a bunch of like Midwestern conservative ladies uh, aren't gonna like Beavis and Butthead, but a bunch of like hardcore trashy women from from Jersey were <laughs> were just completely into it and loved it. Like that makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah, they they thought it was hilarious. They they had a similar reaction to the boys, where they thought, you know, this stupid humor is is good. It's something different. It's something new. Um, Judy McGrath is actually the person at the time who greenlit the show Beavis and Butthead and knew that it was something that they should premiere on MTV, because during the uh, test group with the boys, one of the boys said he wanted to buy the tape right from the VCR that they showed it to him in, and she's never had a reaction like that before to a show. And so that's that's, that's awesome, when man. they greenlit it. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that's so great. And it's also awesome that we're like getting back to the shows that had VCRs. Like this is nostalgia, baby. Yeah, I mean it, it's just <laughs> it's so crazy. Um, and it was it was cool. Uh, Mike Judge was a little bit older when the show was picked up. Um, he had only animated for three years before the show came out. Yeah. So Mike Judge was very new to animation, um, and he just hit it out of the park with this with this show. Yeah, he was self-taught too. Yes, he he only took um, a few courses in it. Um, one of them, where he first learned a cartoon, was a YMCA course, and he swore at this YMCA course his instructor was a junkie, so it was high on something, um, and he said that might have influenced his style of of animation and comedy. Yeah. Um. Judge, Mike Judge, voices both Beavis and Butthead in the show. Um, I think that's something that I, I found was interesting. And those are the two titular characters. Like, there's a few other characters that reappear throughout the series. But those two guys pretty much make up 
probably 80%, 90% of the whole total screen time. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, like, he didn't, uh, he definitely didn't, like, uh, like, like over, overexpose, or that's not the word, um, like, overdo it with, like, trying to bring in, like, too many, too many side characters for, like, plot development. It was, like, here are these dumbass kids, you know, like, just follow them through school, follow them through whatever they're doing, working at their crappy burger place, and then that's the show, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I am a big fan of Mike Judge. I knew him from uh, Silicon Valley, actually, firstly. That's my one of my favorite shows on TV right now, if not my favorite. Um, it's just a hilarious show on uh, on HBO, and I totally see the humor uh, in that show developing here in Beavis and Butthead, even though it's kind of two separate groups that he's portraying there. Yeah. But, you know, it, yeah, he and he's and he's, he still has his, you know, his whole demeanor and his writing style. So, yeah, you can you can see the parallels with it. <clears throat> um, one thing I mean, I always I always loved about actually really just going back and, uh, you know, refamiliarizing myself is like, I mean, Beavis and Butthead really do uh, remind me of like my childhood. Like I wasn't I hopefully wasn't as dumb as them. But, you know, I still had a single mom. She worked all day. So summertime, me and my brother were just untethered idiots raging to <laughs> music, jumping off our roofs. Like, like we threw – like me and my friends used to uh, go – and in just a real disclaimer, nobody do this. All right? This is dumb. This is a dumb thing to do. <laughs> Can't believe we didn't get beat up or go to jail. Like, we were idiots. But we would fill up water uh, backpacks full of water balloons and just whip them at speeding cars and then get on our bikes and run away. We even got so bored to, like, start putting, like, ketchup and mustard in the balloon before we filled it up with water just so it did more. Like, Oh, my gosh. We were, we were idiots. Oh, <laughs> so my God. nobody do that. Kids, if you if you listen to this, do not do not follow my <laughs> do not follow me me as an example i'm horrible that's really funny I, I i like that you you bring that up you know what i like too is that's gonna go right into this next thing that i want to bring up uh there was a lot of controversy about this show a lot of it uh, <sighs> was there was it was uh, blamed for a fire incident in uh, 1993 actually uh did you hear about this at all i did yeah all right. Go ahead. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Uh, this is from an Associated Press article uh, that uh, was written October – or uh, published October 10, 1993, uh, and it, it was Cartoon on MTV Blamed for Fire. So the, the what happened is a uh, five-year-old was playing with matches in his house or playing with fire in his house, and it ended up, he ended up burning down the house, and his, his three-year-old sibling was inside, um, and it was it was totally – completely tragic. I mean one of the worst – things that can happen to anybody, especially parents and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, they, they decided it was it was probably him watching uh, Beavis and Butthead. The, the parents came out and blamed the show uh, for the accident that happened. And so, and, and that is the most bullshit thing. Like, look, I obviously feel, I feel bad for the family and, you know, and like the, the whole situation, but be a better parent. You know, like this is this is not Mike Judge's fault for having just dumb, like a dumb cartoon. Like it's either it's either uh, you as a parent's fault for not watching your damn kid, or your five year old child's fault for being that stupid 
to set stuff on fire. Like, but as I say that, I do remember that my brother did uh, set our house on fire once. <laughs> so and my and my dad had to run me out like I was taking a poop, and my dad had to go <laughs> grab a jacket and just okay. run me out of the house. But but they didn't blame a cartoon. That's the difference. All right. Yeah, I yeah that is the difference. So what actually? <laughs> What's crazy, though, is that when Mike Judge read about this happening and read that uh, it was influenced. Actually, there was an episode where Beavis was uh, saying fire a lot. Um, yeah. And after and after that, he wasn't even a lot. They didn't have him say fire in the show at all, which is crazy. Um, and I'll, I'll get I'll come back to this later when I talk about something uh, related to this. But anyways, Mike Judge felt really bad about what happened. And then he came to the realization that kids do this anyway. Um and that kids are influenced by just about anything in, in their environments. And kids are just going to be kids. So kids are going to get into trouble. They're going to do stupid things. And, yeah, sometimes those stupid things end up with tragic consequences. But it's not influenced by TV. Or even if it is influenced by TV, it's something they probably would have done anyway had they figured it out some other way, whether through books or whatever. Um, but that being said, Judge doesn't blame the parents for coming at the show the way they did. He says he – can't imagine what it was like to lose their kid, and he understands that they need something to blame, that they need to make sense of it. So I, I like Mike Judge. I'm gonna be honest. He's uh, a great guy. He, he's pretty. He's a pretty cool, level-headed guy. Um, and what's what's good for me is if I was researching him too, like he doesn't have a whole lot of uh, he doesn't have a whole lot of controversies around him. No, and like honestly, it all came from uh, Beavis and Butthead. Like that was that was it, <laughs> just right. because it was dumb kids doing dumb shit, and then dumb kids in real life wanted to do dumb shit. Um, uh, and like I mean, like Mike Judge, like he, yeah, he's like a level-headed guy because he's like a smart person. Like he was, um, he was a physics student. Like he was like a fucking smart, you know, in, intelligent dude that you know wanted to do some animation, and it was it was awesome. It was it was great. Yeah, he uh, I mean, one of the guys that, you know, it, it goes after what he wants to go after and, and just excels in what he does. So let's get into him right now, actually. Um, he he was born in 1962, October 17th. Mike Judge and I share a birthday, Cody. Oh, get out of here. Nice. <laughs> yeah, October 17th. Awesome. Uh, and he, he does a lot of shows. He does uh, Beavis and Butthead. He's co-creator of King of the Hill, The Good Family, Silicon Valley, and... Uh, Mike Judge presents Tales from the Tour Bus. Um, he also wrote and directed the films Beavis and Butthead to America, Office Space, Idiocracy, and Extract. Um, Office Space and Idiocracy, two of my favorite movies ever. They are two. brilliant. <laughs> yeah, they are. And, like, I mean, uh, you know, one thing I loved about Idiocracy is that, like, it kind of flopped right away. Like, it did not do well. And then it took a couple years, but then people. It was just one of those, like, underrated movies that, like, that like no one really got how how almost you know fortune telling it was like yeah. it, it was like a whole premonition of like what the world is coming into and now yeah now it's a cult classic it's amazing he definitely hit it on the head with that one and he just hyperbolized uh that's the right word there yeah he hyperbolized a lot of what was going on in america and little uh, probably did he even know that this was actually gonna happen <laughs> Yeah, he, he, he might have seen something, you know, just some sort of like with how, you know, dependent we are on technology as 
we sit here using Skype to record a podcast, and I'm uh, texting my friend about his bachelor party tonight. So, yeah, we're pretty dependent on it. So we're gonna be just <laughs> yeah. dumb, dumb people <laughs> sitting sitting on like in our recliner that has a toilet option. <laughs> oh man, those already <laughs> exist. You know that? Do they do, really? Yeah, do a crazy Craigslist search sometime, and you could get a used one even. Ugh, dude, you think I want a fucking used toilet recliner? Come Look, on. Man, we're comedians on a budget. You know, once, <laughs> you take what you can get, right? Oh, my God. You know, if I did get a good deal on one, though, that would be my podcast chair. Uh, I, I'm so glad we're doing this remotely now because I don't want to see you in that chair ever. Pants. And you know what, Nathan? I don't keep my pants at my ankles. I fucking kick them off because I like freedom, all right? Freedom, I like free, stuff. free man. You know, if, I, if I'm going to be in the bathroom for a while, indisposed, you know, I will take my shirt off. I, I feel like that's an acceptable thing to do. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I don't love um, taking my shirt off because I don't love looking down and looking at my, like my fat belly. Just, you know, my fat, hairy stomach. Just be like, aw. Hey, Cody. <laughs> Cody, you know what? You're beautiful no matter what you look like. And if you can lose a couple pounds, well, you just put your head towards it and it, just go for it. But, Thanks, uh, Thanks, yeah, bro. in the meantime, though, just enjoy what you got. You know, we're, yeah, we, we're, all, we're all imperfect beings. We just got to accept <laughs> that. Except yeah. for me. I am pretty beautiful. <laughs> Look, dude, I swear, like, one of these days, I'm going to fucking, like, cut your face. Just <laughs> one little scar so that there's an imperfection. Oh, man. But would that – it'd be like the Anakin Skywalker scar from Star Wars, you know? It might even are, make me more attractive. Are you seriously going to sit here and compare yourself to fucking Anakin, the greatest and worst Jedi of all time? Yes. All right, all right. <laughs> all right, let's get back to Mike Judge. <laughs> Judge was born in Ecuador. It was raised in uh, New Mexico. Uh, he went to University of California in San Diego. Uh, he studied physics there. Um, and he really lost interest in his field pretty quickly. He did not I, – I don't know if he enjoyed being a physicist very much. Very smart guy, but uh, he didn't go for it uh, for very long. He was part of a tech startup at one point. Uh, and he did not like that either. Um, he felt like the the group was very uh, into some out there ideas, I guess you would say. So, and that was that experience partially inspired him to write Silicon Valley. But we're not talking about that show right now. We're talking about Beavis and Butthead. Damn right we are. Uh, so, uh, do you think do you think like he lost interest in in his field because he was like running around like screaming like butthole and cornholio at people and calling everyone a dumbass? Do you think he actually did that in real life? I mean, like, you know, clearly it's his it's his sense of humor. He might have just like been like, Man, these guys suck. These guys are fucking these guys are <laughs> lame, dude. They've never even heard of Metallica. Oh <laughs> uh, man, maybe. Maybe that's why. I also think that he also he he started a small uh animation project on his own where he started filming uh uh frog baseball on a a, a, a handheld camera at the time. Um, and, and early animation cells, right? And so I think oh, yeah. that just dipping his toe into animation and realizing that that's what he was actually interested in is what probably killed his interest in physics. You know, um, the show, uh, initially, when it got picked up, they created two episodes. And those two episodes aired for a really long time on MTV. 
because he couldn't get out the episodes quick enough. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, what happened was is they got just swamped. He didn't have the right team, enough people, enough time, enough whatever. He didn't have enough resources, and he didn't know how to manage his resources at first in a way that where he he could create that the show the way he wanted to and get out as many episodes as they wanted. Uh, So he, he just created two, and those first two aired on MTV on a loop. But you know what happened? is uh these episodes when they played kept gaining viewers you wouldn't think that happens but each time they they would premiere on the on the network they got more and more viewers each time yeah i mean that 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 makes sense though just because like we didn't have the streaming or whatever back in the day so people were like waiting and like telling their friends about it and then hang out just waiting for those one or two episodes you know Right. Like it's kind of like I mean it's kind of just like supply and demand. Like, you know, like people want more beavs and butthead, but you're giving them two, you know, then a third episode comes out then a couple weeks later, you know, it's a long time to wait for an awesome for like a, you know, what were they like, I'm guessing like 15 minute episodes, right? I forget. Uh yeah, they're they're I think they're 11 minutes. Uh, 11. They're, yeah. Um right around there. They're they're pretty sh- they're short. Um what padded them down was their uh s- s- the um the skits in between where they make fun of the music videos. Yes. Yeah. So that's what pad of the time. But if, if just a disclaimer here, if you do what I did and you purchase a bunch of the episodes on like Amazon or whatever you used to purchase them on, um, you won't get those sketches in it or you'll get them in, in like a different way. Um, so the way I watched it, which was on Amazon, I didn't get the, the video clips in between. I had to go look those up myself. You didn't get like, uh, are you talking about the music videos? The music videos. Yeah. Where they were talking. For all real? Yeah. 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 Oh, that was crazy. That's like one of the best parts. That's crazy. That's super weird. I know. And luckily, I actually researched the show and, and, you know, because we're doing this. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And and I was like, oh, yeah, they also did these music video shorts, which you can find on YouTube. Yeah. Um, A lot of times they're taken down for copyright uh, by the by the artists themselves because their music is being played in them. But uh, you can find a lot of them and they're very entertaining. Dude, there were and I don't know if I wrote it down. But there were uh, there were bands that were like super pissed off at Mike Judge for uh, for like doing uh, for like doing that you know the little like commentary or whatever making fun of them and I just um, uh, I am yeah I don't I don't think I wrote it down but like there there was there was some there was some artists and it might have been fucking like journey or something like that whatever uh but yeah they got like really pissed off at mike judge because like they're just like ripping on him and like making fun of their whole everything really yeah yeah which i mean i thought was great it's just like oh change your clothes you know <laughs> make, <laughs> make make better music yeah 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 no that that totally makes sense and you know what get mad at them or not he's just you know expressing himself and making the same observations that anyone at home can make exactly. he's just doing it on his tv show yeah to like a very big audience <laughs> yeah exactly uh, uh well, one cool thing i liked i i found out and uh, i totally forgot about this is that uh daria daria started in beavis and butthead she did yes she was a background character in their class nope. um what's up Oh, you said yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, she was a background character in their class. And when the offshoot Daria 
was going to be created. Uh, it didn't actually involve Mike Judge, but the creative team went to Mike Judge to get his permission to do it. He said, heck yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, which I think is is pretty cool. That people are taking something that you created and, and creating a very successful offshoot. We're probably going to do a Daria f- episode in the future. Oh, absolutely. Because I'm pretty sure, uh, I don't think the movie has come out yet, but it's supposed to be uh, Aubrey Plaza playing Daria, which I think is the most perfect fit for a Ooh, character ever. That is ama- that's amazing casting right there. That's yeah. really, really good. Um so yeah, we'll uh um yeah, we'll, we'll we'll I guess we'll probably just try to time it with uh with the release, maybe get a bunch of uh um, you know, a bunch of traffic with it, people just looking up Daria, boom, cartoon void, YouTube. What's up? Exactly. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Uh so the the show uh Beavis and Butthead ran from um, it ran from November or in March of 1993 until November of 1997. It had a really good run. Um, there were lots and lots of episodes. How many were there total? I had this in my notes somewhere and I lost it. So there were a lot of episodes, though. Um, dude, <laughs> there I'm were eight, sure. eight seasons, 222 episodes. There we go. There we go. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know they had a, a good amount. Um, when did it when did it start again? 1993. What month? Did it say March? March. Okay, so <laughs> so we brought up that Mike Judge had no other, um, you know, scandals like repercussions from from any of his any of his, his shows, his movies. Uh, but Beavis and Butthead. So it started in March by October fourteenth. That's when that fire happened, and that's yeah. when he got blamed. Um, and. Still within the same year, uh, there there was also another thing where it's like it, uh, he was blamed for uh, firecracker cat death. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or again, the kids like in the show thought it would be like the guys thought it'd be funny. So they brought that up. And then somebody in real life was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to stick a firecracker up my cat's ass and then blame it on my judge. Um, so in 1993. Uh, there was a U.S. Senate hearing regarding TV violence, and Beavis and Butthead was a uh, uh, was was a point of reference. And there was a senator that, hilariously enough, um, mispronounced their names. Uh, yeah, actually, his, I have his name right here. It's Fritz Hollings. Uh, he referred to the show as Buffcoat and Beaver. Did you watch the actual like hearing? I I, I, I watched a very little clip of it. Yeah, so that I mean that spurred uh, a running joke in the show where the adult characters would continuously get Beavis and Butthead's names wrong. Yep, and I love that so much because uh, their uh, their neighbor uh, Tom Anderson, who is uh, the prototype for Hank Hill. Um, you know, really? basically, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. I guess I didn't see that. You can see. I mean, it's it's basically the same exact voice, you know. But Mike Judge just created a different character, and um, uh, I'm pretty sure a couple of the names that he calls them that Tom would call the guys are uh, Butthole and Joe, <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah, and then and uh-huh. then Travis Travis and Bobhead. <laughs> I mean, I like I like Butthole and Joe. That's <laughs> it's so wrong. Yeah, it's so <laughs> terrible. <laughs> it's so silly. Like that's like why this that's why this show was so good. It was so it was so damn childish and so funny. 
it was challenged, <laughs> but it also made some very, very uh, pointed observations, and it, it was very smart uh, in, in a way. Yes. Uh, it, it made some very good points. The show uh, was, like we said, was surrounded by that controversy and whatnot. Uh, it was actually aired with a disclaimer. I'm sure after the cat thing and after the fire, they were like, okay. It actually got moved to a later time slot one, and then they had a disclaimer at the beginning of the show. It was changed. It w- there was an earlier disclaimer. I didn't write that one down, but the second one, the later one, was Beavis and Butthead are not role models. They're not even human. They're cartoons. Some of the things they would do, co- they do would cause a person to get hurt, expelled, arrested, possibly deported. To put it another way, don't try this at home. And that was aired uh, right before the episode started, which I think is just stupid. <laughs> I I know, but you have to disclaimer everything, man. Otherwise, you're getting sued. Like, like it's so stupid that he had to put. They're not role models. They're not even human. <laughs> right. Like, like, and and I did like that they put e- may possibly even deported. Like, I think that's like the funniest disclaimer of all. <laughs> right. It, it's just so silly. Um. There was a revival of the show, too, which I want to kind of talk about for a little bit. It was in 2011. Yep. Um, and it, it ran, you know, for a few more episodes. And, yeah, I mean, it was pretty good because it, went, it did the, the same format where they kind of went over the new uh, music videos and, and everything. So, it, And they had more commentary on uh, celebrities at the time as well, too. So, Right. Well, they did, like, uh, music videos, but they also – because if you remember, that was the, the annoying boom – of uh reality tv where it was like jersey shore and just all those trash people were getting ridiculously famous yes so like so like when that came out i was like oh my god dude i can't wait for these guys to like you know roast the fucking leather monster that they call snooki like it was it was so good it was so funny yes um Uh, i do but i do believe that the show is actually kind of in limbo right now too it is. Uh, Mike Judge actually commented on this recently um, and that he said you – know, actually, this was in 2014, so I guess it wasn't too uh, or, you know, too recent, but it was recent enough. Uh, he said he was busy working on Silicon Valley. Um, he was thinking about pitching Beavis and Butthead to another network um, and that he wouldn't you know, mind making other episodes. Um, he also mentioned that um, to Howard Stern – in May of 2014, that's when the show was on MTV. It was its ratings were second only to Jersey Shore. Um, but the show wasn't revived because it didn't fit the demographic that MTV was hitting at the time, and it probably still is of young young women. Ugh, I know. And, and, and I mean, MTV sucks now. MTV like it's not a thing that any like if you watch MTV, I don't trust you as a person. Yeah, it, it's kind of bad. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't choose to watch it myself. I wish there was – I mean, the internet's taken all music videos away from MTV. Right. So you're not going to go there to watch the premieres of it. And they just call, they've fallen into that hole that, like, every network on cable has fallen into where they, they just try to make, you know, reality TV because it's cheap and easy. So take that, MTV. <laughs> you're cheap and easy. <laughs> like Cody. Hello. Oh, come on, dude. Come on, dude. Um, I just, I just ate yeah. dick on Kill Tony last night. All right, you be nice to me, goddamn it. I'm not gonna be nice to you. We're gonna build a character. <laughs> well, I've um, got, I've got four other co-hosts waiting for a shot at the show. How dare you? This is our fucking love child. It really is. I'd never I'll replace fucking, you. I'll, 
yeah, I'll murder everybody. I don't give a shit. You'll all die with me. Um, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so uh, one, <laughs> we bring up we bring up how you know how uh, how Beavis and Butthead did have like some smart character, some smart areas of it, um, but. Mike Judge always wanted the the characters to make to make sure Beavis and Butthead were dumb. Like, uh, there was there was an episode where uh, where Beavis got like a, got a hall pass, and uh, he said that everybody had Beavis envy, <laughs> and yes. which is like a clever line, but yeah. uh, uh, but Mike Judge cut it because he thought that was too smart for for beavis to think of oh my gosh yeah i mean yeah. Th- that makes total sense yeah uh, to me uh do you know why judge chose uh to make beavis and butthead total losers mm, i do not he chose lose okay there's two reasons uh th- this is a direct quote from him he says he chose losers in high school rather than smart kids because straight a students would not be funny and that's, ah. that's an actual quote from him uh and which is funny to me because he went on to create a show about smart people called silicon valley yeah, yeah. <laughs> smart people that still fuck up a lot. So. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But but then also he made them dumb and he made them ugly looking because everybody else on MTV at the time, all the music video stars, all the artists that were showcased there were beautiful people. Yeah. And so he wanted something for the everyman people who maybe didn't look like these people that you know it could relate to more uh, of an audience. So he he I think he did a, a really smart thing. I think MTV did something really interesting where they they made a show within their network of just gorgeous music stars in their video in their videos, and they made a show that premiered and it had these two ugly characters making the same dumb jokes that you made back when you know you when you were a kid. Yeah, yeah. MTV used to be cool, man. Huh? Yeah, I, MTV, I heard. If, if if you're listening, dude. All right, fucking get on your shit. Give us what we want, all right? We want yes. more, more Judas Priest music videos. Can you revitalize those? <laughs> Can so we you want... imagine those old, <laughs> old ass men? <laughs> yeah, want... <laughs> yeah, oh, it would be gross. <laughs> I want to see Judas Priest as a DJ, DJ oh my... JP. D- all imagine... right? Okay, here, here, here we go. Though this is an idea, and we get all the old artists back now that they're kind of frumpy and out of style, and we have their music videos on. And then you remake Beavis and Butthead, but it's about two really smart, pretty people. That way, you still have the juxtaposition. Yes. Oh yeah, yes. I like this. I dig it. We can just prop because like most of these guys are are crippled because of years of just like drugs and alcohol. So if we need to, just fucking shove a pole on their back to keep them propped up. You know, most DJs just hit play anyway, so they'll just hit play once and flail their arms around. I think it'd, I think it'd be a hit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so let's. I that's all I have for my research. I just want to go into our reactions to the show and and some other stuff that I thought was interesting. If you don't mind. Yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. So watching this show, I I I liked it. It's probably not my favorite cartoon. I probably won't go back and watch a bunch of episodes, um, but. I thought it was smart writing. I thought it was, you know, kind of silly uh, in the way that it was. And it wasn't smart. Like, you need to be smart to understand the jokes. You certainly do not need to be. But I think the way that the show was portrayed, the way that they stuck to a theme was smart. Um, and so that that's what I thought about it. Uh, all of Mike Judge's cartoons to me were watch. I'm watching King of the Hill right now. 
for the first time. And every show that Mike Judge does, in my mind, has the same color scheme as a home that belongs to a lifelong smoker. It's got like that <laughs> yellowish off-white tinge to it <laughs> that makes that's... me vehemently uncomfortable. And that's that... going to be the most poignant <laughs> observation I make during this episode <laughs> is that that's... Mike Judge's cartoons are cigarette colored. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's fucking funny. I like that. I, I, I'll go back and watch any of them. King of the Hill. Uh, I, I, yeah, just go go watch these two shows. I guess <laughs> I will. Yeah, I absolutely will. <clears throat> um, no, and like, and I mean, these were you know these were great shows back in the nineties. Uh, you know, they they reigned supreme. Uh, like, I mean, so much. So, I mean, they they got so many awards. Um, because because of this show, uh, so much like merchandise, like the. Uh, uh, Beavis and Butthead's posters uh, for uh, Beavis and Butthead Do America sold better than Jurassic Park. Yeah, like um, like that's how it was. It was such a such a crazy cult following, and it made a you know I mean I I vividly remember me and my brother running around yelling like fire fire colonial you know like doing the whole thing <laughs> shirt over the head like we did it all the time. It was fun. It was so silly and great. I mean, I just, you know, this in uh, not that I'm going to go back and binge this show because, you know, we got other shows to do research and enjoy. Um, but I mean, it was still good. And plus and plus their movie, too. I love that. Like Mike Judge got it made into a movie. I think that was such a, a, a heads up idea. I think so, too. And I think, you know, right after those first two episodes premiered, uh, he was getting movie offers from people. They wanted to make live action shows out of it. The merchandising companies were reaching out to him. I mean, this show really, I mean, it was revolutionary for its time and it just absolutely revolutionary, too. Like it it changed the whole game for cartoons and and what was acceptable for TV. Even Um, I. Like the episode, my favorite episode of all of this, I guess if I had to take away something, was the episode Lightning Strikes. Um, it's where Beavis and Butthead go out and fly a kite in a thunderstorm with a key attached to it, like Benjamin Franklin supposedly did with the electricity to prove that lightning was electricity and not f- flames or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they end up getting struck by lightning. And then the reporter comes in and asks them, you know, what influenced them? And they said, well, TV. And she was like, oh, well, was it Howard Stern? She kept trying to blame Howard Stern and like all these bad influences on TV. And then they're like, no, it was the I mean, they said guy with glasses and curly hair and whatnot. And they were like, oh, it's Howard Stern. But it was Benjamin Franklin. It and was it was it was <laughs> it was about how stu- I mean, the whole episode was about how stupid it is to blame television for influencing kids for doing dumb stuff because kids will get influenced for dumb stuff wherever from or anywhere think yeah. of it themselves. Yeah, that, that's part of being a child. So I like that episode a lot. I really enjoyed it. Um, it was very thinly veiled what they were getting at in there, but I, I appreciated it. Um, no, that that is good. Um, uh, I, I guess I don't like know my my favorite. I just like wrote down some of the best moments that that I saw. Uh, just kind of going through. Um, there's there's an episode where Beavis started to like Bon Jovi, like a Bon Jovi <laughs> yep. song. <laughs> And Butthead kept slapping him for his own good. <laughs> like oh he's like God. he'd just be like, no, it's like I kind of like really uh, am, uh, you know, like like, you know, like this, this this part is so bad. Bam, just slapping him across the mouth. He's like, oh no, oh sorry, no, you're right. Um, another thing, they were scheming at the mall to uh, uh, with a with a with a boob massage stand. 
<laughs> and it, yeah. said, it said, get one massage, the other is free. <laughs> Genius marketing. Genius marketing. Um, and then uh, I guess like the, the last one, uh, the, their, their teacher, and I'm blanking on his name right now, um, but their teacher, the hippie guy, who seemed to be honestly the only one that truly cared about Beavis and Butthead. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he was like, you know, we don't need TV to entertain us. And they both go, huh, huh. he said anus. And that is <laughs> so goddamn fucking. It was really. I, <laughs> I forgot about <laughs> all about that. That Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, it's just a fun show. It's a fun, silly, dumb humor show. And I would have enjoyed this immensely as like a 10 year old boy. <laughs> yes. Oh, of course. Um, and then one thing they always do that I always like found is, is great because they love Judas Priest is uh, they're always seeing like breaking the law. So like there's there's a part where uh, where uh, Beavis cuts off Butthead's finger with a chainsaw. And he's just like sitting yeah. there, like squirting blood, and then like immediately starts going breaking the law, breaking the law, and like both of them start like headbanging while he's just like gushing blood. Like it's so it's so funny how like they're not even like affected by like tr- like real traumas, you know? Like they're no. just like in their own head with metal. Like that's all they care about. They really are. I one of my the episodes that I remember is when uh, Beavis gets a a nosebleed. And they call 911 about it. <laughs> and like, he clearly, I think he got it from, like, getting punched in the face a bunch. Yeah. So he was clearly experiencing some trauma, but there was just blood everywhere in this episode. They made so, so much blood. <laughs> so much blood. <laughs> and, oh, my God. It was so funny. And then it just, like, uh, over the phone, the the um, 911 operator was like, no, you're, you're going to be fine. And there was just blood all over the living room. But, but uh, Butthead was just like, they told you you're going to be fine, so you're going to be fine. <laughs> um, the last couple things I'm going to say, I guess, that I'll, I'll like end with this, are Trey Parker and Matt Stone cite this show as their uh, inspiration for what they do. They even go as far as to say it's the blues to their rock and roll. Um, that's that's not verbatim, but they say something like that. Yeah. Uh, I, I just have on here Trey Parker, Matt Stone, blues rock and roll. And my memory took it from there. So nice. nice. Yeah, hey, good. It's pretty good. You know, very yeah. efficient note taking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Uh, the Marvel Comics actually ran a comic book for Beavis and Butthead. Of course, I'm big nerd here bringing out my comic books. Yep. Uh, where instead of mocking video shorts, they mocked panels of comic books, and they had to, and Beavis had to refrain from using the word fire to describe Ghost Rider's head. Which, if you don't know Ghost Rider, it's a skull with a flame head. With fucking and he fire. Had, yeah, with fire, and he with had to describe. Fire. Like, to just, yeah. Dude, there's no other way to describe it. It's fire. Yeah, and so they he couldn't say it. <laughs> like that's around it. It's it's a fun little panel. I I suggest looking it up. It's goofy. I um, might, but stupid fucking kid that murdered his sister can't say fire or reference fire at all. That's uh continue. Sorry to oh, interrupt. Yeah. No, that's that's all I had for that one. But yeah, damn kids, it, don't burn down your houses. Um, yeah, saying that as a as a firefighter, uh, former firefighter, don't do it. Uh, I was in firefighting school. I got through fire one. Yeah. Don't burn down your house. Don't you're do so, it. You're so impressive. 
I did. I have a lot. I have a really long resume. <laughs> I have a very long, stupid resume. Um, lastly, Mike Judge, when he got the show picked up, he was 32. Like I, he was in his 30s. I think he was 32 um, when he went to go work at MTV. And when he went to the MTV offices, he always he talked. He talked about how he get dirty looks from all the young people working there because he was the old guy wearing clothes from Gap. Yeah, and <laughs> he, he was always looked out on for his lack of fashion and for his age. And I just want to say, you know what? I don't care how old you are when you when he gets his success and whatnot. And you know what? Dress however you want. Be yourself. Don't be this because he's still relevant. Mike Judge is still doing crazy, awesome things. Uh, he's you know the last season of Silicon Valley is coming out. Uh, King of the Hill was this widely successful show, and then Beavis and Butthead is one of the most re- revered cartoons of all time, and its influence is still seen today. So dress how you want. Just yeah. dress how you want. <laughs> yeah, you get to when you're that smart and fucking awesome. Like, yeah. you, just, you get to do whatever you want. Um, <clears throat> uh, so one, or, or, uh, was that it for that, Nathan? Yeah, that's all I got. I'm done. I'm done you know, monologuing here. I've okay. got everything. Oh, don't buy the show in HD. I mean, I guess buy it in HD, I guess if we want to get sponsored by Beavis and Butthead. I don't know if we ever would. Uh, but the show was formatted in 4 to 3 SDTV. So if you pay for HD, you're just going to get more vibrant colors, but you're going to still have that aspect ratio of old TVs. So it's going to come up as a square on your television set. Yep, yep, absolutely. Um, one thing, one thing I liked, uh, so when Mike Judge was doing um uh Beavis and Butthead do America. Uh MTV kept pressuring Judge to do musical music videos in in Do America. Um, you know, just just like they did in uh in, in the TV show. But Mike Judge kept fighting them on it because that was how they segued into another thing. That's how they filled space. Yeah. Um so he didn't want to do it, so they compromised and uh uh, Rob Zombie, and uh, if you don't know who Rob Zombie is, you're I know insane. who Rob Zombie yeah, is. Yeah, <laughs> dude, like, like if any listeners, if you don't go listen to him, he's fucking awesome metal, like the the king of like horror at this point in his in his life, dude. He's so metal. Um, but yeah, uh, Bob uh, Rob Zombie actually drew a lot of those scenes. Uh, so there's this part where they're like lost in the desert. It's burning hot. And like they like they're crawling because they're so exhausted, and uh, uh, Beavis sees a um, a small little cactus on the ground and is like, "Hey, isn't there supposed to be like liquid in here?" And just takes bites of it. Um, it's peyote. <laughs> yeah, it's peyote. So, and like in like in the they have this crazy crazy fucking trip in the uh in the desert but like this like their their dialogue right before um right before this happens it 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 just it brings up how like how they're still so still so unaware of uh like how close they're going to die or whatever uh because as they're dying uh butthead looks up at the sun and just says the sun sucks <laughs> and then a vulture starts pecking at Beavis, and he calls it a butthole and punches the bird. He then eats the peyote, and then uh, they see two vultures banging, and they're just giggling. They just start to <laughs> like just like as as they're dying, like they they get distracted by two vultures banging, 
Um, and then they have like, I mean, it's the craziest fucking. It's like the coolest damn visuals, and like especially for the '90s too. Like it, it you know, there's so much like seamless transitions into like one thing being this, and then it becoming another thing. It like it really went up like like right up my alley with like my kind of like you know art and like uh, cartoons that I that I really enjoy. Yeah. Um. And uh, just like the last thing, I'm gonna go through and. Uh, because they were like such a, a, a highly regarded cartoon, I'm just gonna read off some of the uh, awards that they were um, that they were given throughout the years. Heck yeah! <clears throat> um, so in uh, 1994, they were nominated for a Cable Ace Awards for Best Comedy Series. Do America um, on uh, uh, Best On Screen Duo for Do America was MTV Award in '97. In '97, Mike Judge uh, was got uh, best voiceover performance. '97, Do America was nominated for two Razzies, which is uh, the worst new star and worst screen couple. So not everyone liked Beavis and Butt Head. Um, in 2006, uh, their laugh, their hit, <laughs> uh, was on TV Land's 100 Greatest Catchphrases. Like, really? of, yeah, like of all fucking time. Um, wow. and then, uh, let's see, 2012 TV guides, top 60 greatest cartoons of all time. Yep. I mean, which, which is just, yeah, it, it makes sense, but man, it's, it's so cool. Like what, what he did with, you know, where it started out as frog baseball, you know, like, do you really think he saw, he saw, you know, beaves of butthead turning into what it, what it really did. Yeah, I I can't. I honestly have no idea if he if he saw this was going to happen. Uh, he clearly had some vision in mind when he created that. He he's I don't know. He I big fan of Mike Judge. I can't say enough you know good things about him. Just because he 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 created the show and it, it did go on to earn uh, the, all these awards and justifyingly so. I mean it's just so so per, I mean it, it, for the time it, when it was created, it was just such a perfect show to have made. Yeah, it's it was a damn good one, Mike. We can't wait till we're good friends. Can't wait till we're pals, and then we can just talk about it. We can laugh, have a beer, you know. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> um, yeah, that's all I have for beefs and butthead. Yeah, man, I think that's it. All right, I guess. Um, before we go into like plugging some things, I'm gonna tell you like a weird story I had while watching this show. I was like watching it in bed late one night because i'm trying to you know get it through as many episodes as i can for the sh- podcast right and i fall asleep to it i have a really vivid dream where i'm crawling through i went to uw oshkosh for a year and i'm crawling through one of the older buildings in there and i'm going through the basement and then i go up this weird staircase and i end up in like this old victorian home like i open up the door and go into it and uh, i go into this room right and there's a friend that i recognize from there and they head through this door in the far right of the room right and I go to follow them through the door, but when, as I'm reaching out for the door handle, uh, the door starts changing in all these different kinds of doors. And this doesn't relate to Beavis and Butthead at all, so you can tune out if you're if you're done with the podcast. Um, but it turns <laughs> into a bunch of other doors, and then uh, I heard a voice say, "What are you gonna do now? Where are you going, Nathan?" And then I wake up, and I'm like, "Oh boy!" So if any of you can interpret dreams and just just leave that in the comments on iTunes or something, uh, we don't really what? need. Fuck, dude! That I, it was terrifying. It was so scary, and then I woke <laughs> up. And guess, guess what? Beavis and Butthead was still playing on my phone, and I just kept on watching it. <laughs> wow. 
Wow, dude. Uh, you got a demon. That's 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 just the devil right there. Yeah, I was haunted by something. Anyways, that that's that's the end of our episode here. Uh, Cody, what do you have to to plug? Um. Well. Uh. Let's see. So the end of this month. Uh. Be June thirtieth. Right. It's June. It's still June. It's it it's June. It's definitely June. Um, uh, we're having the roast for our, uh, good friend, Sean Patrick Moore. He'll be, he'll be taking his talents to New York. Um, his talent of just dying at a, at an increased rate. I'm pretty sure. Cause he's, he's going to die there. He's going to die in his van. So that's, yeah, yeah. Answer. He, he's very sick. Um, he also happens to be a comedian, but you know, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's okay, also so, something he does. Hold on, yeah. So he's going to go there and be a comedian, but also die in his van because he's going to be homeless. Um, but yeah, we're roasting the heck out of him. It's going to be super fun. And then... Uh, Where, where's that at, Cody? Uh, that is going to be at the Cimarron in Menasha, Wisconsin. So if any of you out-of-state people, if you're fans, come check us out, all right? Come watch, uh, come watch a stranger get roasted. Um, and then also uh, July 20th, I will be at uh, Backlot in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Heck yeah, man. Yeah, doing a show with like That's... Nick Randall and uh, uh, I think Chris Olsen, pretty sure. Heck yeah, man. That's a good lineup. Yeah, it's going to be fun, man. Uh, I have just a few, th- uh, one thing to plug. Uh, of course, I'm going to be at the roast as well. Uh, we're roasting Sean Patrick Moore. Uh, follow him on social media because he's making a big trip out to New York. Uh, I'm going to throw that out to him. Uh, but I'm also going to be at Skyline Comedy Club uh, the first weekend of August. Um, and that first Friday night late show, so the 2nd of August, we're doing a show um, called Comics Under the Influence where we perform a short set sober and then we get drunk and then we perform another short set. It's going to be a fun show. I've never done anything like that. Before. I mean, of course, I've performed under the influence of alcohol before, but I've never done a show specifically where I had to be drunk for it. So it's going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to be a great weekend of shows. I'm just hosting that weekend. So you can see a little bit of me and then way better comedians follow me up. Uh, that's at Skyline Comedy Club. Uh, other than that, you can follow me at Really Great Nate on Instagram, um, and on Twitter, it's the same one. And that, that's all. That's all I got, Cody. All right, and then uh, go ahead and follow me on Instagram. That's Swamp Beard, Swamp Beard. And then uh, if you feel like following my tweets, I am Throb Thomas. I hate that name. I hate I it with love, a passion. I, I love that name. It's so gross. It's it's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. This has been a fun episode. It's a good one to return with you guys. I'm sorry for the hiatus uh, between our shows. Uh, we, we, we were meant to keep on recording, but I ended up moving, and Cody and I, I live a long distance apart now. Um, yeah. And so we found out a way to do it remotely. We're going to try to make the show better. We're going to try to interact with our audience more. I'm going to be starting a Discord soon. We're just going to you know, go all out with this. We're going to have more guests on. Greg is probably going to return for a future episode. Uh, if you remember him from the Scooby-Doo and Metalocalypse shows. Um, and we're going to have other people on as well. And we're, we're starting many comedy projects, but we're going to try to get this down to have you guys uh, with the most updated episodes and more frequent ep- episodes as we uh, get the show together. We're back, okay. baby. <laughs> all right. <laughs> cut off the whole thing. If you don't fucking cut this out, I will cut you. I will cut you out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>